As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome to... Boston Celtics podcast here on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm your host, Sam Jam Packard, professional sports fan. And I am joined, as always, by the kid, the god, the legend himself, Celtics beat reporter from The Athletic, Jay King, ladies and gentlemen. And this is a very special episode. The episode you've all been waiting for because we are also joined by the reigning Jays. The reigning Jays have ride again. We have from the Boston Sports Journal and the host of the Locked On Celtics podcast, John Corrales, and we are here to predict every single game of the season, except we're not going to do it all in this podcast <laughs> because we're old and we're washed up. And we already recorded a half hour of great podcasting talking about the season. So if you want to hear our season preview uh, and our thoughts on the preseason, go check out the Locked On Celtics podcast, uh, a daily Celtics podcast. You can get all of your information there on the Locked On Podcast Network. I still have it in me. I can still sell the Locked On Podcast Oh, man. Appreciate the plug. But here, we're going to be doing something we've been doing for years, predicting every single regular season game. And boys, let's get right to it. Tuesday night against Joel Embiid, James Harden, and the Philadelphia 76ers. What is going to happen? John Corrales, you are the guest. Let's start with you. What happens All right. in this game? Let me start by pissing people off and saying they lose the opener at home to the Sixers. I feel like the Sixers uh, have something to prove, and they don't. That's not going to fall apart till later in the season. So I think they're going to come out with uh, with with something, and I think it, just the matchup is going to be tough for the Celtics. Uh, so yeah, I think it's going to be a, a good game. I think it's going to actually be a really good game, but I think I think the Celtics are going to come out and face some adversity right away, losing the opener at home. The kid, I've got Celtics, hundred thirteen to one hundred seven. Joel Embiid goes for forty three points, but it's not enough. It's not enough because. The high-powered Celtics offense, the three-point launching, Malcolm Brogdon assisting, 
Jason Tatum scoring Celtics offense is just too much. I'm going to have to agree with Jay on this one. Uh, Joel Embiid is going to score 40 points. He's going to have 40 and 20. But Jalen Brown's going to have 18 points uh, in the first quarter. And at one point, Eddie Palladino will call him downtown Jalen Brown. I don't know if that's going to happen this season. <laughs> I just have a feeling it's going to happen. And so I do think the Celtics come out game one and get that victory. All right. Another a big test to start this year. Uh, they start their first road trip. Are the boy both you boys going to Florida for that nice little Miami Orlando swing? We got a uh, Friday night, Saturday night, back to back. That flight from Miami to Orlando is going to be fantastic for all uh, you traveling folks out there. Uh, Jay, we'll start with you. What happens um, in the in the first test for the Celtics? The Miami Heat and then the mighty mighty Orlando Magic. I'm feeling a strong start for the Celtics. I just think they're ready to build on last season. They have figured out a lot about themselves. They are ready to prove that continuity matters. And it's a good good test right away with 76ers, then the Heat. But they're, they're going to beat the Heat. They uh, The Heat. I don't think the Heat are as good defensively as they were the last season, and this is going to be another another high-powered offensive night from the Celtics. John? I think the Celtics... Morales, how do you like my background? I love your background. I think your background is is awesome. There's uh, an, For those who can't see it on Zoom, there is an ugly motherfucker behind me in my on my background yeah, we we don't do youtube jay so this is a purely an audio format right now so but you're I'm, putting up videos is i have just, i have a, an image of corrales playing college basketball rebounding uh, as, as my ripping down a rebound with a vicious uh face uh and, and a little armband yeah i always played with the armband on my right with my right arm on my right arm uh so anyway, Miami Heat. I think the Celtics answer. I think they answer the immediate question. They're going to get the test. They're going to get questions they don't like, and they're going to go to Miami and they're going to they're going to win. In fact, I say they're going to sweep this back to back. I was saying this on the other podcast. I I like Orlando this year. I don't think they're going to win a ton of games, but I think they're going to be a tough out. Them in Detroit. So I think the Celtics are going to have to come in there with some focus, but I think they sweep the two uh, Florida games there and immediately answer whatever questions came out of opening night. See, I think they lose to the Heat. The Heat had a crazy game seven last year where they probably should have won that basketball game. Actually, they should have not been anywhere close to winning that basketball game, but they somehow came back. Jimmy Butler, uh, clearly in some sort of uh, stage of mental illness, grew out his dreadlocks. Uh, luckily, he cut them. For, for Heat fans, because I, if he was going to play in those, uh, I, I don't think that would have been good things for the Heat. So I think the Celtics lose in that first game. Oh, uh, did you just Google my name, Jay, and put up, pull up me and Trags? Oh, wow. Dueling backgrounds right now. Purely an audio format, but uh, a lot of visuals going on right now. I have the Celtics <laughs> losing to the uh, the Heat and then winning against the Magic Quake. Gree will be frisky, but... Uh, not frisky enough, uh, especially coming off a, a loss to the Heat. So, Jay, what do you think happens in Orlando? Uh, I mean, this is going to be, even on the second night of a back-to-back, 
this is going to be a big Celtics win. The Magic just don't have the backcourt to keep up with a team led by Marcus Smart's defense and Jason Tatum's defense and Jalen Brown's defense. I just don't see how the Magic score enough points against the Celtics. It's going to be a 3-0 start. I am predicting a hot start from the Celtics. They're going to they're going to really launch themselves into into a nice little little start. Yeah, I think Orlando is going to be a little tough defensively. I think they're going to be able to score a lot of points. Um I like I like the Franz Wagner Bancaro punch uh one two punch. I just don't think they're going to be able to stop a lot of teams. I think the Celtics offense is going to be too too good. So, I think they're going to I think they're going to put up some big big numbers uh in in Florida. All right, they continue the road stand by going to Chicago, playing on a Monday night. What happens in Chicago? I'm just going to say right now the Bulls are trash this year. The Bulls are not going to be good. They uh, are not a very good basketball team. I would not be surprised if they finished in the eighth seed. I think the Celtics beat the Bulls no matter what DeMar DeRozan does. Easy victory. Easy victory. John, what do you think happened? Concur. I concur with your assessment. Chicago is not good. They're not good defensively. I think this is going to be. Are you guys uh, not Andre Drummond believers? Uh, now that he's added the three-point shot to his game, maybe he can really you know attack mm, off the dribble, which I think has mm, always been a part of Andre Drummond's game that we've been waiting to see. Yeah. Uh, Jay, you have a Celtics starting 3-0. and Do they go 4-0? and They do go 4 and This is going to be another Celtics win. Uh, again, I, I just think they have – they should have a level of sharpness to them. They know who they are. They know what they need to do. And even though they switch coaches, so much is the same from last season. Same same players. I think Malcolm Brogdon just kind of slides right in and accentuates the the other top guys on the team. So I, I think I think they're gonna get off to a really good start. Then they have a, basically a week off. Not a week off, but they go from Monday to Friday. They have a, a, a nice little three-game stretch here where they go home for Cleveland on Friday. Then a Washington Wizards team comes to town on Sunday, and then they go back to Cleveland. So how do you think they deal with that Washington, Washington Wizards sandwich on Cleveland Cavaliers bread, <laughs> John Corrales? Do you believe in the Cavs this year? Everyone else feels like the NBA world is like huge Cavs person. I feel like I'm the only one who's like, I'm a little skeptical of their depth. Maybe I just haven't watched enough Mo- Mobley film to really buy you. You haven't watched enough Dean Wade film. No, I've, what it I've is. watched enough <laughs> Dean Wade. I know enough about Dean Wade, and I think that they're going to have to play a lot of Dean Wade. Who do they have on their Dean team? Dean Wade's good. Who do they have who guards Jason Tatum? And you're going to say Evan Mobley. Then who guards Jalen Brown? Like they just, no. I don't think Evan it's a good Evan Mobley matchup. guards everyone. He guards everyone. <laughs> I think, I, and I, I do think, I, I believe in Cleveland in, in their top end talent, for sure. I think that that's still really, really good. And uh, that's going to push them. I don't know if I believe in them enough to, to put them in the top four. Uh, but that also depends on some of the other. What are the other teams doing? Like Brooklyn, especially. But the Twin Tower uh, front line that they have is formidable. I feel like, I feel like this is... Uh, a loss, which is weird because I've got them. I've got them winning the three road games, but now losing two at home. This is just setting up the early drama. This is setting up the early, uh, 
you know, kind of questions that what's Joe Mazzula going to do What that, that adversity that they're going to have to answer. I, I just know historically those big shop lockers have had, you know, have, have caused trouble for Tatum, especially, and he settles a lot against those types of players. So until Tatum, I think proves that some of the stuff we've seen in the preseason is, is going to lead to those straight line drives, the playing through contact, the drawing of the fouls organically and not just searching, hunting for fouls until he proves that. And this is a great chance to prove it. I think that he's going to struggle against those bigger shot blockers. So for now, I'm going to say that that that's a loss. Jay five and O Boston Celtics. Yes. Yes. This is another win for them. Big ass. Six and O Boston Celtics. Is they continuing the winning against the wizards? Uh, yeah. Uh, that's, that's auto win. Auto win. Wow, Jay King goes, uh, I mean, that's to Gre- goes to Greece and just becomes a big Celtics yeah. fanboy. Wild stuff. No, I, I just think that they are going to have a very good start. I think they'll be really sharp for the the blockbuster games early on, and then you know I I think the Cavaliers are a good matchup. You just talked about it. Who do they have on the wing? And, I mean, sure, look. I and mean, if you don't have a ton of guys on the wing. Then you could be in a lot of trouble against the Boston Celtics. Yeah, and we I, we can bust Jay's balls a lot here, but a six and zero start is not out of the out of the question. Um, and I do think they beat that Washington team, so I'm at I'm at four and two. So if I think it's four and two, then you can go six and zero, and th- those those are games the Celtics can win. So as much as I want to say like it, it feels like six and zero is a big ask. I can still see it happen, but I, just because I don't think they're going to, I don't think they're going to start six and zero. I got to pick where they're going to lose these games. I think a team missing Robert Williams, losing two games against premier bigs or high level bigs is, is, is not, I don't think that's an outrageous take. The one, the one game where it could really hurt them that they're small is obviously the 76ers game, but Horford would probably be the one guarding Embiid most of the time anyway. Because Robert Williams, we've seen it a lot of times against Joel Embiid. He just gets in foul trouble, picks up tons of fouls, doesn't really know how to handle Embiid. As as good as Robert Williams has gotten, that's just going to be a tough matchup for him if he were healthy. Um, and then, like, is Luke Cornett going to guard Embiid? Is Blake Griffin going to guard Embiid? Like, that just seems like a bad idea. Maybe Grant Williams off the bench. He played some some small ball center throughout the preseason. Which is interesting, by the way, because um, he never really did that last year, and I think he's a capable small ball center, but it's just really small when your center is six five or six six or however tall Grant Williams is. And that's think- what he did. That's what he did his whole his whole rookie year. But he's just he's smaller now. He's thinner now. So it's almost like pick a pick a role for him. Could be time for Luke Cornett to get his first uh, double-double. I did predict multiple double-doubles for Luke Cornett before Christmas. Uh, So we'll see. I have the Celtics winning that game against the Cavaliers. Like I said, I think it's going to be problematic. for uh, They're just not going to be able to stop the Celtics. I think we all have them beating the Washington Wizards. Then they have to travel to Cleveland, and this is where I have the Celtics losing because if anyone's listened to this podcast before – 
They remember the most important factor in, fa- in figuring out these games is revenge. And so you beat the Cavs at home, then you go to Cleveland. There's some comeuppance to pay. I think the Celtics mm-hmm. lose that game uh, in Cleveland on November 2nd. That's a Wednesday. Jay, do the Mark Celtics start 7-0, and or is Mark this your first down. revenge? This is the first Celtics loss of the season. Ooh. Donovan Mitchell, 37 points, goes bonkers. Jason Tatum, 7 for 23 from the field. Oh, a classic 0 for 9 from 3. You know he's good for some, like a couple of those a year. Yeah, every once in a while, Jason Tatum will, will pop those out there. Uh, but yeah, that's their first loss. Uh, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to use the Packard corollary here and say revenge is in order because I, I do see that uh, I do have the, the Cavaliers winning that game in Boston. So I'm going to say the Celtics go and uh, avenge their loss in in Cleveland. Then they got a back-to-back, a home game against the Chicago Bulls, and then they go to New York, Madison Square Garden, for a back-to-back. I think revenge does not play a factor uh, against the Chicago Bulls because the Chicago Bulls are trash. Uh, so I think they win that uh, game against Chicago. And then I'm going to say... They lose a game against the New York Knicks, not because the Knicks are better, because the NBA is uh, random and and the Celtics are due, just as every NBA team is, for some garbage nonsense. And I feel like they don't play great at MSG. I think Emmanuel quickly has 18 points in that game, but 10 of those come in the fourth quarter. Uh, and it's just an infuriating game and people are ready to like, fire Joe Missoula because <laughs> people on the internet are get angry. Uh, Jay, what do you think happens in that back-to-back Chicago against in New York? They're going to beat the Bulls. Well, Bulls, they just don't have a lot of depth. Ayo Desunmo is going to start at point guard for them. I just I don't buy them right now. And at home, Celtics will roll through them. Second out of a back-to-back, that just seems like, like an OB top-end night to me. I, I just... That that seems like Obi Toppin is going to have like six dunks, and the Madison Square Garden crowd is going to be head over heels for him. And Tom Thibodeau is going to not play him enough, but still play him a little. And Toppin's going to murder the Celtics. You want revenge? You want revenge? I'm yes. going to go. I'm going to go way back, deep cut back to that loss from last season. In New York, where uh, R.J. Barrett hits the three-pointer, that was the turning point. That was like the low point of last season. And that was the point where those guys kind of said, all right, we're buying into Ime and everything. So I think they go into New York, and they lay the hammer down. And I'm this is where I'm going win streak because I've got – you go back to Washington – I got a win against the Wizards. I got a win on the road against Cleveland. I got a win at home against Chicago. That evens their home record. Then I say they blast the Knicks. They go in there with a focus because they want to, they just want to let the Knicks know and let everybody know hey, we remember what happened last season here. We're going to come in here and we're just going to lay waste and win by 40. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? 
Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. I like that. Uh, Jay is putting up a picture of me and close personal friend Isaiah Thomas at uh, at summer league. <laughs> that was in Vegas, right? <laughs> yes, uh, you could see me with a full beard and a bucket hat and a, a mixtape shirt. Shout out to Tyler and Coley. You can catch us uh, every day on YouTube from twelve to three on the uh, Trill Withers show. A nice personal plug there. All right, the Celtics travel to Memphis to play. The Memphis Grizzlies, they will be without Jaron Jackson Jr. I think the Grizzlies are going to take a major, major, major step back this year. Regression team. I think they're going to finish like sixth, seventh. I just don't think they're kind of tough without Jaw. They basically gave away a lot of their depth, and they don't have Jaron Jackson Jr. for the first three months of their season, and they're relying on a bunch of young guys, and the West is a lot better. Maybe I shouldn't have said major seven times, but I do think they're a regression team. <laughs> so I think the Celtics go in there and get the win. John, what do you think uh, the C's do uh, yeah. in Memphis? I like I like them in Memphis. I think I, I do think that Memphis is going to have a, a tougher time. I think they're they're major, major, major regression. Major, major. I feel like they are going to. I think they. I think too many people are picking them to be a finals contender. And I know that's because Ja is awesome, and last season was awesome. I, I think there's, I think there is a, a a little bit of a step back coming, and I think the Celtics can take advantage of that here. Uh, and I'm going to continue this for me. That's what four, five. Now I'm pulling my inner Jay King. This is five in a row. I've I've got a big winning streak coming here for the Celtics. Five. So yeah, they beat the Grizzlies. They lose to the Grizzlies. Ja goes for fifty-seven. Seven point outing from Ja. (laughs) Dylan Brooks takes 16 threes. I don't know how many he makes. (laughs) I'm only seeing how many he takes. And uh, I think you guys are kind of sleeping on the Grizzlies a little bit. 
I think they're super tough, super unselfish, and probably built to withstand some of the losses that they have. Like, Ja missed however many games last year, and they still kicked ass. And, I, I just don't think that's going to happen again. Yeah, because Ja will be there when they kick ass. And he'll be scoring 57 points against the Celtics. <laughs> All right, we move on to an odd stretch of the schedule. Wednesday night, the Celtics play at home against... This is by far the stupidest thing we do, though. But <laughs> but I like it. <laughs> People podcast. like it. Yeah, oh yeah. And we do a lot of stupid things. Um, <laughs> speaking of stupid things, this is a very just dumb uh, little part of the schedule. Oh, wait, no, sorry. I read it completely wrong. It's a normal part of the schedule. Find a new slant. I apologize. I thought they were traveling to Denver, but no, they play the Pistons at home. Then they play the Nuggets at home on a Friday and then back to back in Detroit for that Saturday against the Pistons again. Mm. Pistons are going to be one of the friskier teams in the league this year. Mm -hmm. Sadiq Bay will score 34 points in that game in Boston. And it's just going to be like, where the hell did this come from? We just had this monster victory at Memphis. We're feeling great. And we are, did not think that Cade Cunningham and the, the Pistons could come in and do this. I have the Celtics have a loss there. That, I have them basically win-loss, win-loss. People are going to be furious. They're going to be calling for Missoula's head. Everyone's going to be like, this team is garbage. Uh, and everyone's just going to need to calm down. But I do think the Pistons are frisky. John, what do you think happens in this that's, first Pistons that's two, game? That's two. They're calling for Missoula's heads for you so far in this podcast. Yeah, you got a lot of... That's twice. Have you guys logged onto the internet after a Celtics <laughs> loss? <laughs> Here's how I see this stretch going. Uh, coming home, I think they, they beat Detroit and they beat Denver. Ooh, Denver's uh, so, my uh, sneaky finals pick this year. Yeah, see, I think a lot of people are sleeping on the Nuggets. Uh, but obviously health is a big deal there. But I, I do think that there's going to be some early season struggles for them as some of these guys get worked back in. So I I think my my winning streak now is at, what, four, five with Denver. I mean, five with Detroit, six, no, seven, I'm sorry, with Denver. So they beat Detroit. They beat the Nuggets. They always seem to beat the Nuggets in Boston. That's The Celtics have always seemed to do well. Jokic is going to have an absurd triple-double, like 42 points, 21 rebounds, and, and 16 assists, and they'll lose somehow. Uh, but then I think they let up a little bit because they just beat Detroit, and they, they go to Little Caesars and get served uh, in, in Detroit. The, again, I, I agree with you. I think Detroit's one of those tough out teams. Are you are you are you overrate the Pistons? No, I, you I, I think they're a tough the out. They're a tough out team. I think I think they're Sadiq they're Bay not coming to Boston last year and just smack them across the face. I mean, did you not watch the the Pistons give the Celtics all sorts of trouble last year? I think I think they're they're just the team that the East is going to be so tough. That everybody's win total is going to be a little bit depressed, even though it seems like I'm I'm kind of working my way towards 60 Celtics wins the way we're going here. Uh but the Pistons won 23 games last year. They were yeah, but they 24th lost. in defense and 28th in offense. Yeah, but Jay, that's fine. But you saw that the, how they how tough they made a lot they, of these games. They did play the Celtics tough twice. Right. So I don't think it's outrageous to say that the Celtics on a back-to-back -back 
after beating Detroit at home on that Wednesday, are going to walk in there just a little bit too loose, and they're going to lose that game. I mean, they got to lose some point. Otherwise, they're going to, I think, I have them winning most of the games in, in November anyway. So I think I think Denver is the stupid game that they lose. The self, Every team loses stupid games. This is the stupid game that they lose. But Detroit, you know, not quite as stupid because I think they're they're going to be tough. They're going to play teams tough. They're going to lose a bunch, but they're going to catch teams sleeping, just like I said with Orlando. And they'll they'll win they'll win enough to be like, oh man, that was a t- that was a tough team to beat. Jay, what happens? Detroit, Denver, back to back, Detroit. I think they lose to the Pistons because the Pistons are really tough out. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I think they. Uh, I think they win all three of those. Actually, Ooh. I'm going to give them three wins in that stretch. I really, I, Cade Cunningham is awesome. I I respect sort of what they're building. Um, but <laughs> they got rid of Jeremy Grant. They don't, I think, have as much talent as they did last season. Uh, I think Jaden Ivey is going to need time to be seasoned, and they're going to get beat twice in a stretch by the Celtics. And also, the Nuggets can't wait to see Jokic. I love, I love watching Jokic. The formerly fat dime slinger is just, just <laughs> a legend to watch. Um, I look forward to Grant Williams guarding him because Grant Williams always seems to guard him pretty well. And that's kind of one of those weird, fun matchups that that you just see along the course of a season. But yeah, Celtics win three here. What I love about Jokic is you get the he well, he's guarding Jokic pretty well, and Jokic comes out with like 30, 12, and eight. Oh uh, like 70% shooting. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, like yeah, some of the most ridiculous assists over the defense that you just never <laughs> saw coming. Throwing a pass from one corner to the other that somehow laser guided avoids three people in the lane, but he, he will have been guarded well. I agree. The Celtics beat Denver. I think then they go because they lost the first game, Detroit. They they sense blood and they have to they have to avenge that. Revenge strikes again. They win against in the Little Caesars Palace in downtown Detroit. I'm just going to pencil us all in for wins against the Oklahoma City Thunder. I don't think we need to talk about that. That's going to be a big Josh Giddy game. <laughs> yeah, and the Celtics win by 26. And the Celtics win by 74. <laughs> then they go on a road trip down south. Atlanta Hawks with DeJounte Murray. The New Orleans Pelicans with possibly Zion playing in another game against the Chicago Bulls for some reason. Jay, what happens in this three-game road trip? They lose to the Hawks. I feel like the Hawks always just catch the Celtics at their worst at least once a season. For whatever reason, there's always one game that the Celtics just totally no-show against the Hawks. Mm. And November 16th is going to be that. Uh and then it could have been the Danilo Gallinari revenge game. That should have been the Danilo Gallinari revenge game. I am frankly sad that we we all miss the Danilo Gallinari revenge game. Uh, but two days after that, Celtics play Pelicans. Zion Williamson has 94 points in the paint. And, and, <laughs> and the Celtics only win by six. <laughs> 
John, what do you think happens um, in Atlanta and Nolens? So I'm I'm a Hawks skeptic. Um because because I thought last season's failures were almost entirely mental. They came off of a, a deep run and they came into that season saying like, oh yeah, we just, regular season doesn't matter. Like they were too young to say that. I, I'm curious to see how they get over that, how much DeJounte Murray helps them. And everybody seems to be on the trade block around there. So I, I don't know what to make of Atlanta. But Jay actually convinced me because he's right. The Celtics always have a no-show against Atlanta. It's because they got a terrible crowd. There's nothing to get up for there. Yeah. There's, there's always one no-show against Atlanta every year. And John right. Collins just has like 19 dunks wide open. <laughs> that, that, that is true. But I think in this one, you've got uh, – Malcolm Brogdon and Jalen Brown both showing out in front of their home crowd. I think this is a stinker, but I think they bail the Celtics out. And this is one where the Celtics shoot like 28% from three. They turn the ball over 18 times, but somehow Brogdon has a, a big game and they get a, this is a Sam Hauser out of timeout game winner. Ooh, I think I well, think Sam Hauser's closing games now for the Celtics. Yeah, this is this is like the Celtics have been this. They're they're down late Sam in the Hauser. game. They're they, <laughs> they need the shooting on the floor. Sam has had a good early stretch. So so Joe rides the hot hand and the Atlanta defense just kind of forgets about him. And he hits a BS game winner. Um. I think this is a stinker, but I think they the Celtics win this game, but then they lose in New Orleans. This, by the way, my favorite weekend on the schedule because I get to go to New Orleans for a Friday night game with a day off on Thursday and two days off on Saturday and Sunday. I am in New Orleans for four days on this, stri- this stretch. I am so happy. This is such a stupid, weird schedule this year, but this one weekend finally makes sense. Corrales is a New Orleans guy. Big New Orleans guy. guy. Big New Orleans guy. I I haven't been out in a lot of cities with Corrales, but I have been out in city in New Orleans, uh, and he's a big New Orleans guy. Baby, I love. So uh, Corrales, you convinced me of everything except I think Hauser misses that shot at the end of the game, and so the Celtics (sighs) lose. Uh, I think they do go to the. That's fair. Do go to the Pelicans and win that game. But then you mentioned they had this kind of a lot of off time in New Orleans. And so I think that affects them going to play the Chicago Bulls on that Monday. I think it's the first two-day hangover. Yeah, big time two-day <laughs> hangover. They lose against the Bulls. Jay, what do you have happening against Chicago in Chicago? I've given Chicago absolutely no respect so far on this podcast. And I'm going to continue doing that. <laughs> uh, I just, I'm not going to buy into the Andre Drummond experience. I'm not going to buy into the Kobe White experience. I'm not going to buy into anything except Javante Green's flying. 
That preseason dunk from the from the foul line was absurd. Uh, huge Javante Green leaping fan. Unfortunately, that is not win basketball games as we know from the Javante Green era in Green. The man can really fly. Like he he can really really fly. It used to be fun to just watch him jump at practice. Him and Robert Williams jumping in the same gym is Ooh. just electricity everywhere. Corrales, what do you think happens in Chicago? I mean, I can't give them any credit at all. I think Chicago loses. I think they're going to be horrible. Um, yeah, I think I think I think Celtics win that game. All right, we're going to wrap this up. They, the Celtics have a six-game home streak, so we're going to wrap this up with this portion of the schedule. We only have four minutes left on the Zoom, folks. Very <laughs> cogent with our analysis. Six-game home streak. The Dallas Mavericks come to town. Then the Washington, then the Sacramento Kings, then the Wizards, then Charlotte, then the Miami Heat twice. They uh, there's a back to back in there. The Charlotte or the Wizards and the Hornets. Jay, what happens in this six game home stretch to close out the month of November? Dallas that, Mavericks, what happens? That's just a lot of games at home. Six game homestand is just that that'll seem like they're at home forever. Uh, they're gonna lose to the Mavericks, though. They always lose to the Mavericks. They Luka always, always do. Luca always hits a damn game winner. I'm yeah. penciling it all in for losses. It's just it's what happened. I predicted just what it. What happens precisely last year? I said Luca game winner in Dallas, and it happened. Uh, I think it's just like it's. It could happened. be a Spencer Dinwiddie game winner, though. Let's be honest. It could so be, it, it could but be it's a Tim be Hardaway Junior. Got to be Luca. It's a Maxi Kleber putback game winner. Um. <laughs> What happens against the Sacramento Kings? People are trying to talk about the Kings this year. There's no chance the Celtics lose to them. I'm penciling them in for a win. Win. Jay? I think the Celtics win that one. I'm a Kings guy. I'm a Kings guy. I will be a Kings guy. But it's just you got to have a lot of size to compete with the Celtics wings, and they just don't have enough. We got a back-to-back Wizards and Hornets. I'm sorry to Nick Freeman, but I'm going to pencil us all in for wins against the Hornets. Win-win. Their best. Wins, wins all around. Win-win. Yes. Win-win. Split split Miami games. But yeah, oh, Wizards. Boy. Wizards. Oh. Wizards might be awful this year. If Bradley Beal gets hurt, they're just going to shut him down, and they should – like, the Wizards should fully tank for Victor. Like, yeah. any team in the league should do it. They're not going to because yep. they're a bunch of dum-dums. But they should because they, should. they don't have a lot of talent. I don't care how good Monty Morris. I and... think the Hornets could low key be a tank for Wembenyama team too. Low Absolutely, key. What do you mean? high key, high key tank. Trading away Rozier, trading away the haircut, trading oh away my God. all these guys. Gordon Hayward's got the worst haircut in the league. I don't so know horrible. what's happening with him. I don't know if it's getting over his massive injuries just by like cutting away the pain. It's like he he wants to look how his body feels, but that's terrible. All right. Fellas, we got two. That is the worst cut I've ever seen him. Really terrible. He had a great hair in Boston. Like he that was one of his strong suits. Um, not his play on the court per se, but uh it was not great. All right, two games at home against the Miami Heat. I think they split them. Um, I think they win the first one because they lost uh the second game of the season and then lose the second. Jay, what do you think happens? We gotta go quick though. We only got a minute and a half left. Uh, I'm going to go slow then because I deserve to have the majority of this podcast. You uh, split them just like you do with aces at a blackjack table, baby. I'll, I'll say split. Ma- Max Struess has the redemption game. 
He steps not on the line, Max, but on, Max on their Fruce. throats of the Celtics. <laughs> Max Foos steps on the jugular, not the sideline, and scores 28 points against the Celtics. Uh, that'll be a split. That'll be another revenge revenge game. All Celtics, right. Celtics lose the first one, and then Jason Tatum has a <laughs> season-high 52 points in the second one. So after 23 games, Corrales and Jay King have the Celtics at 17 and 6. I have them at 15 and 8. This has been part one of the Celtics Rain and Jays predict every game spectacular. Thank you guys for joining us. We will come back to you at a later date. I have no idea when, but to predict the rest of the games in the season. John, thank you for uh joining us. And it's just a reminder, folks, uh, to everyone out there. I don't. I didn't plan the ending here. The, the Zoom is ending. I'm under a lot of pressure. Anything is possible. Touche. There you go. Well Touché. done. Touche. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner StubHub has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.